The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Hello, 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 and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. We have Eric Roberts coming on, which we're uh, looking uh, very much forward to speaking with. We also have Grammy nominee John Butcher coming on. We have a ton of people in the chat room. It's going to be a great show. Uh, before we say hi to everybody in the chat room, let's say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Well, I'm not too cool today because, you know, I had bronchitis and they gave me steroids with um, antibiotics. And now I'm hallucinating at, at night when I do dreams are like, forget it, like you're tripping and I'm in pain. You know, everywhere there was an injury in my body now aches and I had a lot of, had a lot of injuries. So I'm going to, you know, force out a good show only because I'm such a fan of Eric Roberts. I mean, really and truly, I've watched his body of work since he started it's one of my favorite actors i know it sounds like bullshit but it's not no because you never say anything no i never say I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I never say anything that's not true i'll explain that to eric when he comes on eric is a very strong powerful actor and that's what i am when i work i like to be strong and powerful also when eric works he engulfs you into his character he brings you total he's really good He's really a good actor. It's going to be a lot of fun, you guys. And he's got a new movie that's uh, premiering Saturday. We're, we're going, going to. to. I'm getting all dolled up in one of my jazzy outfits. And we're going to go on the red carpet. And we're going to see not only Eric, but Eugenia, Cosmina, that gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful Grace Kelly of today. And she's co-starring in this movie. And I love Eugenia. She's a sweet friend of ours. Absolutely. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's say hi to the chat room. The chat room is going really quick. There's lots of people in there. Hello, hello. Teresa Sabin's in Florida. B. Claudia in Germany. Angelo hey. Joseph in Colorado. Backpack John, wherever he is. Um, hold on. Uh, Artist Miss Kim is in the chat room. Uh, Jerry G. Angelo's in the chat room. Um, he's going to be uh, helping us on Saturday, actually. Uh, so we appreciate that. And hello, Australia. And hello, London. All of our friends. Oh, and Don Hinton world. is in the chat room. I don't know. She said she overdosed watching Eric Roberts movies yesterday. Um, Boomer Mays is in the chat room. I know I saw before. I'm sorry, you guys. It's not going fast enough. Oh, Lady Lake Music is in the is in there. So what's up, Cindy? Lady Lake. Um, we're going to have a good show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we're looking forward to it. And he'll be coming on shortly. Well, you know, he's a very intense actor. So I'm expecting an intense personality. Uh, mostly actors are... When actors act, they're not too far from who they really are. Uh, 
I know that in my case, when I'm working, if I'm playing a mafia hood, which I'm always playing, it's easy because I, I, I was raised in that sort of an environment and that's kind of my personality. And Eric Roberts was raised, of course, you know who his sister is, and he was raised in that Sorry. whole environment. His sister is um, Julia Roberts and his daughter is that Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, that drop dead gorgeous girl. So it's a very... Uh, it's a great family. It's almost like the Barrymore family. You know, they're just such talent that goes from brother to sister to daughter. It's amazing. Also, we want to give a shout out. Um, Jimmy is in the chat room from the Aquarius View uh, is in the chat room. Hey, Jimmy. And uh, uh, I don't know. It's just going by too fast, but they love our colors. So thanks, everybody. And and mm. Ron's got his pink watch to match his pink shirt. For what's a face? That Dawn. Likes to know my watches. <laughs> Dawn. They said we both Dawn. look great. Um, so it's all fun, you guys. Everything's fun, and we're looking forward to it. We got a bunch of cool events coming up. Uh, we're going to a fun event tomorrow night. We're going to the premiere of the new movie Swan Song, starring Udo Kier, Jennifer Coolidge, Linda Evans, and Michael Yuri. Linda Evans. And uh, I will see her. I, I met her years ago at a convention, and she was just the sweetest, nicest, most friendliest girl in the world. And I said to her at that time, I had my TV show set the record straight and I wanted to interview her. She said, honey, just send me an airline ticket. I'll fly down because she lives up in Washington State. She said, I'll fly down and do your show. So Linda Evans is a trooper. She's a real, uh, a real actor and a sweetheart and still a very beautiful woman who's kind of up there in years. She's fabulous. She still looks terrific. She's still a beauty. She was a beauty all her life. So it's all is all good. It's all fun. I think uh, everything is going really good. Hope you guys' weather is better than ours here in Palm Springs. It's so freaking hot. You can't even stand it. It's so hot. You can't even like go outside. I went out yesterday shopping and I leaned against the car coming in and I burnt my thigh. From, yeah. The, from the yeah, the metal was so hot on the car, this car door that it, it pressed against my thigh. Because I had shorts on and it burnt my thigh. It's dreadful. It's just painful, horrible weather. But soon it'll be the best weather in the United States of America. Come September, October, November, you, you want to be in Palm Springs because there's, the weather is just breathtakingly beautiful. Absolutely. It's so much fun. Uh, and, and we only have, what, three mad months? It's like three yeah, months, three, three, three three months three that really, are really unbearable. Really. And, you know, it's either that or snow because in New York where I lived – we had three months of freezing cold snow, you know, temperatures of nine, eight, and seven, which are ridiculously freezing. And I prefer to roast than freeze. Well, you know. I think I like both. It's they... easier. Here you could go in a pool or go in an air-conditioned house car and you could beat it. Uh, but in New York, when it blizzards and snows and ice, you have to drive in that. You know, you can't sort of uh, – it's not – it's very difficult. It's a much easier life living in Palm Springs. Absolutely. And all our celebrity friends are here, so we have a nice environment of good people and friends. Absolutely. And our dear friends are in L.A., like Sue Wong and a bunch of other people who are sweethearts, really kind, good, 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 real friends. So Hollywood is not all bullshit like people say it is. There are a lot of users, climbers, and phonies. Yeah, I agree. But the majority of the people uh, are nice people in Hollywood. All our active friends are just wonderful. We love them. They're all kids, of course. They could be my grandchildren. Hey, I'm 81. I hang around with kids 35. So they could be my grandchildren for sure. But they're all hopefuls and wannabes, and they want to be stars, and they want to get great parts and work hard. And I love being around that sort of energy. It's a wonderful 
uh, energy to be around at my age instead of being around old people who complain about aches and pains. Like me. Like you, Jim. Right? <laughs> no, I like being with the younger people. It keeps me young. It definitely does. When is Eric coming on? In fi- at 12.15. At 12.15? Yes. So what, what time? I have a quarter to 12. <laughs> I know your watch is a little My slow. watch is a little screwed up. He'll be back in about five, about seven minutes. I think six my or battery is going on this one. My sweep hand is not really working. That's hilarious. So everything is good, you guys. Oh, everybody says they love Sue Wong's Facebook posts. Yeah, Su Wong's Su Wong, an angel. Let me tell you about Sue Wong. A lot of people have written to me and said she's a show-off, she's a phony, she's a braggart. She thinks who the hell she is. She likes to flaunt all her goodies at us hardworking people. And I respond with, Sue Wong is the most generous, sharing, kind woman you'll ever meet. She is nothing like what people think she is. She loves to share her intelligence and writings of inspiration. She every day posts four or five things that inspire people, people who are down out, down and out, people who feel that it's not coming their way, nothing is happening good, people who have bad health. Everything she writes is to inspire you, to say to you positive thinking, feel good, don't let an illness get you, uh, beat it. Uh, she's a wonderful person. I adore her. Listen, if she was one of those phony crap-ass show-offs, I w- I'm the last person in the world. Hey, I'm from New York, Brooklyn. We hate phony balonies. You know, if you come on to us with the bullshit, we know right away you're full of crap. And we like, you know, ditch you. Get out of here, you jerk. You're not going to impress me with your, your money and your crap. Sue Wong is not that way. She lets Jimmy and I enjoy her beautiful good fortune. When we go to her Malibu home or her, the home, the Cedars, we are guests. She treats us like royalty. She thinks she thinks that she's a. Uh, oh, uh, she thinks she thinks everybody in the chat room is saying that she's got uh, pneumonia, so we should wish her to get well. Yeah, Sue got pneumonia from going in and out of air conditioning in Marrakesh because the uh, temperatures there are similar to Palm Springs, and I think that's how I got my bronchitis was going in and out of air con- from air conditioning to 118 degrees. Then your body is burning. Then you go back into air conditioning, and I think the body can't take that sort of shock. Don't forget. When nature built us, it didn't build us with air conditioning. It built us to live in the environment and and get adjusted, you know, acclimate, acclimate to the environment. But now man has made air conditioning, so therefore the environment is no longer one environment. It's ice cold and burning, burning hot. Right, James? Yes, absolutely. Keep talking for a minute. Keep talking. That's easy for me. But <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about, you know, I really don't get too excited about too many of our guests because we know most of them. I've worked with so many of our guests, so they're friends, and it's okay. I like it. But Eric Roberts, I'm kind of excited about because, um, you know, I remember one movie he was in that stuck in my mind, and I can't think of the title. Maybe he can help me when he comes on. He was just brilliant, brilliant in it, absolutely brilliant. He 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 pulled on the the strings of my heart. It was it was a bunch of guys in a house, uh, probably out on Long Island or somewhere, and they have AIDS. And 
Eric is the, the character that it was, his character was wonderful. Yeah, anyway, uh, I know what it's called. It's my party. What was the name of that? It's movie? my party. It's my party. God is everybody should watch that. Eric Roberts really should have gotten some kind of a an award, some kind of a recognition for what he did in that. He just pulled the hearts, the strings on your heart. And when that's when an actor does that, when an actor makes you hate them or love them or cry from them, that's their job. Their job is good. I mean, I like actors that when I see a movie and I want to shoot them and I hate them because they're mean and rotten, that's good. That act is getting through to you. Eric Roberts does that, along with a lot of other great actors of his genre. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're having, we're, having, we're trying to work out some camera problems. Oh, no, not camera. No problem. Not our problems. Um, we're working on it. So uh, worst case scenario, Rebel, maybe otherwise see if they can click it on from a phone and see if you can see them from a phone if they've got an iPhone. Uh, type that to them. <laughs> it was so nice years ago when I did my show, Set the Record Straight, my celebrity sat opposite me and we had cameras on. So we never lost a celebrity. We didn't have problems getting the celebrity you in, live, into though. the camera. And it was nice. We shot, you know, three cameras. And, you know, it was always the celebrity's camera, my camera, and then the, the two shot. There's a lot of people, too, joining in the chat room. So what's up, everybody who's joining? We us? don't it's have nice that. To see you guys. No, here we have just one shot because we work with one camera. And it's boring. When you have a three-camera deal, it's he speaks, then I speak, then we both speak. So the camera gives you a, a feeling of moving. You know, it, it's more interesting. It makes the uh, interview interesting. I would like somehow to do that if we could possibly one day have a three-camera interview via Skype. Actually, though, uh, Rebel can do it where, like, one person talks and then we talk, and she can go back and forth when she's doing it. Then does she have a two-shot of the both of us talking? Yeah. Maybe we'll try that one day. She, no, she does it. There we go. Wait. Oh, no. Hey. Eliza, we saw you. Hi. Hey, there Hi. You are. I switched computers. So okay, I'm good. Well, you know, we're, we're all you know, suffering. Eric, my brand new computer. I'm scared to let him touch, but I'm going to let him touch it. Don't, okay. don't let him. He doesn't have to touch anything. All he has to do is sit in front of it. Exactly. But I'm going to I'm going to grab him and have him do that. Let me grab okay. him. Okay. Okay. The grandchild. And he'll but come. Stay, stay on. Today. Don't don't turn anything off. Just leave it alone. And <laughs> go and go and get him. <laughs> that, guys. Okay. Big kisses. Thank you. Thank, thank you so thank much. You, sweetheart. Thank you guys, too. That's Eric Roberts' wife. You recognize her because yes. she was actually in Animal House, you guys. Yes. Uh, she was in Animal House. She's fabulous. She's also his manager and does all kinds of fabulous things. And, I've and heard she's a lucky things. gal to be married to such a great actor. And he's a lucky guy to have such a fabulous yes. wife. Well, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good marriage. There you go. I love it. When you have when you have two pluses, what what could go wrong? And they've got their grandchildren too. There, that's so cute. I love it. Um, so we're all working hard, you guys. This is going to be a lot of fun. Hope everybody enjoys uh, this. This is a a treat for me, um, just because I've never met Eric Roberts, even though he, I believe he's in Sean Cannon's book, um, Success Factor X. I think you're right. He I think he be. is that I wrote the thing too, but we didn't get to well, meet him. Well, isn't Sean Kane in friends with Eric? Yes, I think so. I know we're going to ask in a minute. We'll ask him. And uh, and also, uh, because Best of the Best is one of my all-time favorite freaking movies. I watch it at least once a year. <laughs> and Eric Roberts is the star of that, and it's a freaking awesome movie. Everybody's got to love it. And he's got his birthday brand new movie that we're going to be talking about that's going to be fun so it's right. going to be a lot of fun with this whole thing i'm looking forward to next weekend that's going to be a fun weekend for us that's this weekend yeah next weekend oh 
No, this weekend. Yeah, well, next weekend. This there's, there's only one weekend next. No. Oh, well, that's this a... weekend. Next weekend is the same thing. <laughs> this weekend you're saying this weekend, but next weekend is next week. Well, most people think next weekend would be the following. No, weekend. no, no. That's the following. Do you guys weekend. think next weekend is this Saturday no, or next ne- Saturday? Next weekend means the next weekend coming, which is the next weekend. Fo- following weekend is is the following weekend. <laughs> so you can say next weekend I will be in Florida. Or next weekend, I will have pizza. You can't say that. In the chat room, they're staying out of it. You're not going to say this. This weekend is possessive. Uh, if I remember my grammar correctly, is possessive. Uh, next weekend is not. That's right. right. There we go. Here we go. Hello, hello. Guys, I'm trying to hold you up. Oh, Good. no, you're doing no, good. How you doing? Great. Listen. Thanks for asking. Listen, Eric, before we go one minute further. Don't let him touch anything. I am from Brooklyn originally. I'm a New Yorker. I tell it like it is. No smoke up anybody's ass and I don't kiss ass. All right? I want to tell you, I have followed your career from the get-go. I love, love, love what you do on screen. You are powerful. You are mighty. You grab control. You're a fucking actor, a good actor, a great actor. Kind of you. I so much when I work, I so much think of of having your power and strength. The movie I remember you mostly. No, we're not going to talk. We have to introduce him and stuff before you start talking about all that shit. I just get excited. (laughs) We're married. We fight a lot. It's just normal. So don't worry about any of that. (laughs) So all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Academy Award nominee, three-time Golden Globe nominee, superstar actor extraordinaire Eric Roberts. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for all the kind words earlier. Thank no, you they're so not kind. They're not kind words. They're the truth. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't say I, it. Otherwise, I, I, he wouldn't I have said that. a word. No, I, no, 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 no. Seriously, I hate when people say, "Oh, that's kind of you to say so." I said, "It's not kind. It's the truth." If you stink, I'll no, say no, you no, stink no. too. I was, I was, I was thanking you for the kind words. They were so the nice. Thank kind, you very much. Tr- true, kind words. So hold on, let me introduce you to everybody. So this is my cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Hi, Eric. I'll meet you Saturday. Are you going to be at the red carpet for your movie? I have no idea. You'll have to ask my boss. (laughs) Oh, I would like to meet you and and have some pictures with you because, you know, uh, Cosmina is a dear friend of Eugenia. ours, Eugenia, and she's gorgeous. She's like the, the new Grace okay, Kelly. Okay, let me finish the introductions. <laughs> Why do you always have to step on so my So I'm lines? Jimmy Star, Eric. It's super nice to meet you. We have a chat room with about 30 countries uh, in the chat room, so please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, 30 countries. Wow, cool. And then we have uh, we have one uh, lady who's a real big supporter of the show. Her name is Dawn, and she said she watched all your movies, like ten of your movies yesterday. So please say hi to Dawn. Hey, she's Dawn, asking me for watching movies. There you go. All right, now we got you ready to rock and roll. Man, you look fabulous too. I want to tell you. So I didn't, before we even knew you were coming on, uh, because you know we're stuck inside every night with nothing to do except for when we get invited places. So we're on uh, looking at movies all the time, and we watched one of your movies the other night. And it was called, it was called The Nature of the, no, no, that wasn't it. Final Analysis. And man, were you a motherfucker. <laughs> That's my wife's favorite, favorite movie I'm in. Oh my God. It was a great movie. Well, again, you belted it out. You know, I, I, I hate to keep bringing it up, but some actors are so wishy-washy that when you see them on screen, you fall asleep. You say, come on, get with the program. Can you act a little maybe? You exhaust me because you have such power on screen 
that movie I'm talking about, what is it called? Oh, he he his he likes we're gay too, by the way, because we're married, and he lo- he loves it's my party. It's my party. You absolutely destroyed me in that movie. Thank you so much. No, you really I destroyed me. You were so you should have gotten an award for that movie. There should have been some kind of a something for you. Academy because Award. Because you spilled, you did your guts. That was a gut movie. Thank you. You, you threw your guts at the camera. So, you guys, the films we're talking about, Final Analysis with Richard Gere, Kim Basinger, and Uma Thurman, which is a, just a sick, awesome, I mean, he is I such love, a fucker. I love Uma. He's such a fucker in it. Even out a great director, Phil Joano. He's a fantastic director. I, I love it. And then It's My Party, you guys, with Bruce Davison, Margaret Cho, Lee Grant, Olivia Newton-John, George Siegel, Gregory Harrison. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people. And that was a great movie. And it was also the first gay movie I think I had ever seen, except for Making Love. I don't, I don't think it was a gay movie. I think it was a movie well, about, about a, 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 a gay about, topic. It was a movie about the times. It was not a gay movie. It, it was he was, the, 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 this movie was telling it like it was back then when it was a... Uh, when everybody was dying and Eric did a beautiful job with it. So we're going to make sure that we talk about your new movie too, but we have to talk about a few other things first, because first of all, and like Ron and I like different movies. uh, But for me, because I, uh, I I watch best of the best, at least probably like every six months. It's like my favorite freaking movie like ever. And, uh, and I don't like a lot of martial arts films, but I like all those films. Can you tell us a little bit something cool? Because I know it spawned a whole bunch of other films, but it, it's such an emotional, cool, especially now during the Olympics, uh, thing to watch. I just watched it the other day because of that. Um, tell us something cool about Best of the Best, because it literally is like my favorite martial arts movie ever done ever. Okay, something that, uh, that the people wouldn't know, you mean, right? Yeah, something fun. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh... Dehan coming to the rescue in Best of Best Part Two was only thought of last minute. He was not going to be in Part Two. Oh wow! Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a movie. And, and you're a real and you're a real martial artist, right? Like that's really you doing everything. You're like a real badass. Well, that's me doing everything, but I'm I'm only half a martial artist. Believe me. Oh, that's your grandchildren. Hi. Hey, Eric. I'm only only half a martial artist anyway. Eric, (laughs) Eric, do you think there's such a thing as talent in DNA? Like you're the Barrymore family. You know your daughter, Rebecca, your sister. No, not Rebecca. Rebecca, isn't it? (laughs) What is this daughter? Emma. Emma, Emma. Who the hell am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of, Rebecca? Thinking of somebody else. I'm on steroids right now and I'm loaded. I feel weird. (laughs) No, really. I was I was hallucinating. He has bronchitis. So. I was hallucinating all night long. The son of a bitches gave me poison, and I'm flying all over the place. But anyway, your daughter, yes, Emma, who's fabulous and beautiful, and of course your sister, who's wonderful. Your family is like the Barrymores. You have DNA. You have DNA talent flying all over the joint. Well, you think well, so? I, I think I think uh, like like anything else, it's it's inherited through your genes. It it, it is right. part of what you are. Yeah, like if we were athletes, it would be because of our parents. But we're right. we're actors. It's because of our parents. So I you believe it. what I believe? My mother was Jenny Gabriel, the silent movie actress, and I believe that I've got all whatever I've got from my mother because she was an intense actress. Because back then in the silent years, there were no voices. So they had to emote everything, you know, over-exaggerate. Um, and, and I feel sometimes that, I feel it is DNA for sure. Look at the Barrymores. My God, there's so many of them. I know. I mean, I Ethel know. and John and oh, Drew. Right. 
You probably know all of them too, right? No, he's too well, young. friend of Drew's. Drew and I yeah. go back as far as like 1982. Oh yeah, that's see, that's when I graduated yeah, high school. Ethel and Lionel and John are way before his time. They're in, I'm 81 years old, so I've been with all the old bags. I'm old Hollywood. I'm, I was friends with Betty Davis and Jane wow. Russell and all those people because they were my peers, or actually older. And um, Betty was an actress. Jane was a beautiful woman. Not a great actress, but a beautiful woman to look at. Uh, Betty didn't care what she did or how she looked. Did you ever meet Betty? No. Oh, that's sad because she was quite a character. The thing my, I my manager worked for her briefly. His name was Bill Tresh. And oh, he must have been suffering. <laughs> she was yeah, tough. Yeah, the, uh, the the stories weren't happy. And my wife did. I think it's her last film, The Horror. What's Eliza? What's the film you do with Betty Davis? Burnt Offerings. Burnt Offerings. Oh, that's a good okay. Movie. I know that movie. Yeah, right. she. My uh, my wife Eliza Roberts did uh, did 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 that with Beth. The stories are great. Yep. <laughs> Betty Davis. The thing I found fascinating about her was, and I don't know how she did it. She'd have a scotch in one hand, cigarette in the other, and she would inhale a cigarette and drink the scotch at the same time, without choking. And the <laughs> and, and the cigarette smoke would come out as she was swallowing the scotch, and I found that fascinating. I mean, really, it's something silly, but, you know, she was okay with me. I knew her in her old age, right before old she died. She made with the drink and the cigarette. Yes. Yeah, but she did it. You know, I mean, I would choke. If I had scotch in a cigarette, I would gag. She knew how to get the smoke down and swallow a scotch at the same time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Our chat room, by the way, is also saying congratulations on your Excuse grandchildren yeah. uh, since they heard them in the background. And it's how many grandchildren do you have? We have one who's... Two and a half named 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 Georgia and one is brand new named Rhodes. Yes, I saw pictures on. Uh, so uh, they'll the be one. coming into the business soon too. <laughs> you never know. Why not? They Why know. Not? Why not? Good work. I mean, your sister's a good actress. Your daughter's yeah, a good right. actress. You know. Yeah, right. So I mean, you you there's not one sloppy one among you. You're all Thank good. You so much. So I want to like well, do a little. It's, it's a fact. I mean, I'm not making this up. Let Everybody, me, out I want to do a little bragging. Well, wait you a minute. Guys. Everybody out there knows uh, your family, and everybody knows that they're good actors. So it's not a bullshit story. Okay, we got that. No do more you, bullshit. Are you, guys, <laughs> are you guys aware of my latest job that I'm so proud of? Tell us. Righteous Gemstones. Yes. You guys know the show? Um, yes, I do, and I have a friend. Unbelievable show! Oh my god, what a show! I actually uh, was supposed to give you a shout out because there's a, a I have a production company. I, I produce films also, and it's in uh, Georgia and North Carolina. And Alessandro Fulcito, who's a big stunt guy in Atlanta, sent me a thing yeah. when I put the picture up on Instagram that you were coming on, saying, "Oh, I just worked with him on Righteous Gemstones. Say hi. He's a cool Italian let, let actor." Let us know what is Righteous Gemstones. Tell us. If you don't know what it is, you 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 you've not served yourself properly. It's probably the funniest show right now on television. It's on HBO, and uh, Google it. Uh, uh, Google it right now while we're on the air. It's it's hilarious. Okay, I'll Google it while you guys are like we'll talking. Chatting. It. We'll watch it tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna make you so happy. the uh, The first season was a huge hit, so they we uh, we just got through with season two. It hasn't aired yet. And I play an old friend of John Goodman's who 
shows up out of his past. Oh, sounds interesting. I like when I do past stuff. So here we go, you guys. Righteous gemstones well into the second generation of a grand televangelist tradition. The world-famous gemstone family is living proof that worship pays dividends in all sizes. Patriarch Eli, the man most responsible for the tremendous success of the family's megachurch, is in mourning over the loss of his wife, Jesse, the eldest of three grown gemstone siblings, looks to lead in his father's footsteps but finds his past sins jeopardizing the family ministry. Next in line comes middle sister Judy, who secretly lives with her fiancé and dreams of escaping the gemstone compound. Rounding out the dysfunctional trio is pseudo-hipster Kelvin, the youngest and the, of the preachers and a thorn in Jesse's side. As the family battles numerous threats to their renowned religious empire, they, continue, they continue to spread the good word and make a solid buck doing so. I watched, I think, the preview. I mean, the very first it episode sounds of sounds really it. good. It's such a good show. I'm so proud to be on it because it kills. So are you in season one or you're only in season two? I just started in season two. Okay, so we need to watch season one to catch up on it so when they release season two, we can see you and we'll know what's going on. All right, everybody, so watch Righteous Gemstones. Um, Eric, Saturday, the movie that we're going to see, it's your movie. We're driving in. It's 100 miles from Palm Springs to L.A. Is it worth the the drive to see that movie? (laughs) I've got to be honest with you, I have not seen the movie. So I'm not responsible. I'm just in it. Actually, I'll brag well, for it a little well then bit. If you're there, we'll make the drive just to see you. <laughs> no, oh, we're going to see Eugenia. Be there. And, and Eugenia. You, well, Eugenia. I know. I, Eugenia is very good friends with a friend of ours, Sue Wong. And I think that Eugenia is probably one of the most beautiful women of it. As beautiful as Charlize Theron. What do you think? I think you're right. I mean, Eugenia is breathtakingly beautiful. So, you guys, we're talking about The Elevator, starring Eric Roberts and Eugenia Kuzmina. The the synopsis of it is fabulous. And at the Standalone Film Festival, it won Best Film. Eric won for Best Actor, and and it won for Best Director. So, obviously, it's it's doing pretty good right out of the gate. And we're going to see it on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Tough film to watch. And the the only really great story about making this film was this. We're halfway through the film. And the uh, director and the DP and the producer and me get in a freight elevator to go to another floor to eat. And the elevator gets stuck for nine minutes, guys. <laughs> and what occurs to you when you get stuck in an elevator? I'm like claustrophobic, so I would like be freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the cables are going to break and you're going to descend. I hope I don't have to go to the bathroom anytime soon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And see, and I would get nervous and have to go probably, so it would be terrible. No, I I would feel that I hope the cables are okay. Because my wife is also claustrophobic. You can imagine she 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 wasn't with us, thank heaven. Yes. What's your wife, by the way, is fabulous. Eliza, thank you so much. You're fabulous. Eliza, what's up with you? What are you doing next? (laughs) She's not in the room right now, guys. (laughs) So I want to like brag a little bit, you guys. First of all, you've done a bunch of films with some friends of ours, and a bunch of them are in the chat room. There's a uh, you just did the Mahal Brothers Arena Warms, and we have a ton of friends. Sherry Davis is in that, and a bunch of people are in that. Um, Now you know Sean Kanan, right? Oh yes, yes, it was fun. And then uh, you know you know Sean Kanan. Oh sure. Sean, so we have Sean's a, a good, good friend. of ours. We have a six degrees of separation with Sean Kanan because, you know, like two years ago when his book came out, Success Factor X, you're one of the celebrities that wrote their idea of success. And I actually wrote the forward for the book. 
Oh, good for um, us. So, and I was hoping we were going to meet you then because we did a book signing and there was all, almost everybody was there. And, and I was like, oh, damn, we didn't get to meet Eric Roberts. I can't believe it. So I'm happy that you're here now. Um, but I, let's brag a little bit, though, because like I was I was an extra in the specialist. Um, I used to live in Miami in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, and uh, that was a fucking great movie with one of the greatest songs ever for like any movie ever starring James Wood, Sylvester Stallone, Rod Steiger and Sharon Stone. Uh, I mean, like your movie are just amazing. So I'm just bragging for you. We are runaway train with John Voight and record Rebecca De Mornay, the Pope of Greenwich village with Mickey Rourke and Daryl Hannah. One that was a good movie uh, with Mickey. One of my favorites is the nature of the beast with Lance Henriksen, which I don't even know if other people know that movie, but Lance Henriksen is like my, one of my favorite actors. Uh, he's, he's been on the show and, uh, and that was such a creepy movie that, you know, you don't figure out till the end. Don't really? Tell. Don't I'm not going to tell, but everybody needs to go see. Do you have any cool stories for Nature of the Beats? Because there's a lot of horror movie people in our chat room too. <laughs> just, 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 just the actual, actual story is the is the is a real beef on that. Yes, everybody needs to That's see a it. Good movie, man. That's a good movie. I hope I work with you one day because I do a lot of horror movies. <laughs> well, call me, call me, send me a script I'll like. No, oh, I, I actually I already am I'm talking to some people now that I can uh, now that I know that your wife is your manager. We also got the Dark Knight, you guys, with Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckhart, Michael Caine, Cillian Murphy, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, and the Expendables with Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham. That's his favorite. Uh, Jet Li, Randy Couture, Steve Austin, and Dolph Lundgren. Hey, Eric, how would you like to play the head of the mafia? <laughs> a mafia don who uh, has a lot of a lot a lot of lines. <laughs> And uh, he's a very important character in a movie I'm doing with Lainey Kazan. She plays my wife. Uh, Actually, Sean Kanan's wife is directing it. Yeah, and Sean Kanan <laughs> is in it also. And call, we're looking, we're call, looking call. for a, a mafia. Call head. the boss. Call the boss. He said, call "I will. Boss. I will call the boss." You no, know, you have to be call real Brooklyn, real Brooklyn moron, ignoramus, uh, stupid. You know, you know how they are, the Brooklyn I don't people. Know if I can do that. It's a difficult role. It's this is a this is a black comedy. It's a comedy, and uh, the, the mafia king has to be humorous as well as threatening. I'm very serious and dramatic actor, don't you know? Yeah, well, no, of course I know that. But you know, sometimes comedy. No, he's got some good comedies know, I, too. I do drama all the time, and I like comedy once in a while because it, it breaks it up. You don't always want to do drama. It's nice to do light comedy. I'm with you, pal. Anyway, we'll send you the script. See if you like it. We, so I have, I have some questions. There's a lot then. of lo lot of dialogue. Oh my god, the chat room's dialogue. just freaking out from him too. So the chat room's all freaking out, um, uh, and they they love you and they love the fact that we're color coordinated. I don't know how we're color coordinated, but that's okay. But um, okay, so so let's talk a little bit. So you've had a long, great history. Uh, you work in all the time. I mean, you got more movies on your IMDb than anybody I've ever seen like in my life. So you're you're working all the time in high demand. Um. Do you have do you have certain projects that are like the projects that make you that you think kind of like are your favorite ones that you've ever done uh, or the ones that are the most memorable maybe for you? Maybe not the most memorable because of some kind of experience that you had on set. OK, I've got I made a lot of movies. Yes. So I have a few favorites. My first six, six favorites are this. Ready? Yes. King of the Gypsies, Star 80, Runaway Train, It's My Party, Love is a Gun, The Pope of Village, and Purgatory. That's seven. Oh, that's awesome. So I haven't... Yeah, those, are my, those are my seven favorites, probably. Okay, I've seen all, but I except for the Gypsy one. I didn't see the no, Gypsy one. No, I saw one. Gypsy. It was good. 
Yeah, that's a good ass movie. Oof, yeah, it is good. Movie. It is Frank, good. Frank Pearson wrote and directed it, and it's fantastic. They want to know who is. Who oh, plays my mom? Who 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 plays your mom? Susan Sarandon. Love it. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. thinking of Susan Sarandon for our movie also. So she's going to be invited in. I like you love it. They're all saying. They in the chat room. They're all saying Star Eighty. They all love Star Eighty. So everybody like everybody plugged into almost all of those. And uh, well, so that's, that's the best docudrama ever made, bar none. And I will back that up to the day I die. That's the best docudrama ever made, Bob Fosse. Oh, I like love it. I like Pope. I thought Pope was a very interesting movie for the time. Uh, it was kind of a different. It was a trendsetter. What don't you think Pope was different? It wasn't a typical. It wasn't a typical movie. Like you went in and saw it, and you walked out thinking, "What did I just see?" You know, well, it's interesting. You, you saw you saw a culture in a time and a place that was only there. Right. Absolutely. I found it. I found it very, very fascinating movie, and the performances were good. You and what's his face, Mickey Rourke. Mickey were fat. <laughs> no, Mickey's, Mickey's another great actor. You know, he's another intense uh, bull, bull actor. And the and the two of you really were. That's everybody watched that movie, The Pope of uh, Greenwich Village. Greenwich Greenwich Village. I finished the sentences. Rented performances. Did Do you guys ever see a movie called Barfly? Yes. Yes. It stars Mickey Rourke. It's an unbelievable performance. Oh my God! Take your breath away. I like love it. In the chat room, they want to know who are some of your favorite female. Wait, hang on. There are oh. three actors of your genre. genre: Mickey, you, and Madonna's ex-husband. What's his name? Sean Penn. Sean Penn. <laughs> Sean Penn is another intense actor who I love. I love to watch Sean Penn work. He's yeah, good. Wonderful person to watch. I'd love to see the three of you in a movie. There we go. Call somebody. Set it up. I mean, uh, it, hey, it, I will. It would be overwhelming. I don't think the audiences could take the power of the three of you. It would be exhausting. That's hilarious. In the chat room, they want to know who are some of your favorite female co-stars that you, you had fun working you with. You leave people out. Well, oh, okay. So people that were memorable. Okay. You know, one of uh, my two favorite female co-stars were probably... Kim Bassinger and Eliza Roberts. There you go. Yeah. That's freaking like awesome. Kim Bassinger. What a beauty. Absolutely. What a great actor. What a fantastic actor. Yeah, she's good. She's good. But she was so beautiful. She she uh, she takes your breath away physically. We forget what a great actress she is. My God, she's phenomenal. And she was well, the... she's one of those actresses that I call uh, a relaxed actress. She doesn't act. She is. She yeah, is right. the part. She doesn't act the part. And that's what makes us. And so Final great. Analysis is really such a great movie. Like I had forgotten about it till we watched it the other night. I think it was on Tubi. Tubi has everything from the eighties and ninety and like early nineties on there. Okay, so let's do a bucket list. Since you've worked with almost every major star in Hollywood, um, who's a, a male and female that have yet gotten away from your grasp, but that you think would be fun to like do a film with? And then thinking in the background of the same time, if you could have ever been in any film that's ever been made. What film would you have liked to have been in? Uh, if I could have been in any film that's already been made that I wasn't in, it would be Sierra Madre, Treasure Sierra Madre. Wow. Those guys that's in that's that a damn good script. 
And uh, yeah, what a what a what a story, huh? Bogart was fabulous in that that movie. And what was the other part of that question? Uh, the other part of the question was like an a, a male and female actor actress that you have not worked with yet that you that you think would be fun to work with. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, You've worked with almost everybody, so it's hard. <laughs> I really want to work with Brad. I really there we go. Brad. Brad Pitt. Uh, uh, Brad Pitt. Is there another Brad? <laughs> uh, I really want to work with Brad Pitt. Um, let me see. You know, I like a lot of women. Like Angelina Jolie. Uh, yeah, well, she's a great actor. She's a you great bet. actor. You bet she uh, is. I want her to gain weight. Uh, I want her juicier. Uh, you know <laughs> what? If I name one, I'm going to leave eight or nine out. Okay, give us eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> now, an old question. Would yeah. you have liked, I would love to have seen you work with Anna Magnani. That'd have been cool, man. I or think that Quinn, the two, the, the, I always wanted to be to be a peer of Anthony Quinn, Marlon Brando, Montgomery Clift, all those guys who were dynamite actors. Fabulous. That kind of acting was like, oh my God, look at that. It blew your mind. My dream would have been to work. I've worked with Sophia Loren, but I'd like to work with Anna Magnani. But of course, it's impossible. She's dead. But I think that Anna Magnani will draw out of you every bit of talent you have. And she, she was a helper. She was a brilliant, brilliant actress. Brilliant. So right. uh, For the day, you know, if she was in a time when nobody looked pretty and, I mean, she didn't care, hair, no makeup. She just went out there and acted. It was wonderful. Wonderful. Tony Francioso and I were friends, and he used to talk about Anna when they made Written on the Wind. And how how wonderful she was to work with. You gotta like love it. So to give you a little background with Ron, so Ron used to have a show called Set the Record Straight on TV here in California, and he would interview like a lot of the legends, like Lauren Bacall and Tab, uh, Hunter. Tab Hunter and Betty Davis and Jane, his, Russell. Jane Russell was his good friend. Um, so he would interview like all Tippi the, Hedren, like all, all the all older the legends, all the legends. So he like knows all the like if you go turn on Turner Classic Movies, like he's seen every he knows who's in every single like movie, even like the obscure movies that nobody saw. He know knows who's well, in all of them. It was my business of the day. And um, I love the old, uh, you know, somebody once argued with me at a, at a luncheon that uh, the old movies, nobody could act. It was horrible that only actors work today and act. I said, no, let's clear up one thing. There's a word called act. If you are acting, you are trying a part. Today, if you are yourself, you're not acting. You're simply reading lines. And that's how I still feel. Yes, in the 40s, it was corny. Yes, why ask for the moon when we've the stars? Things like that were corny. But we loved it. We fell in love with the we, – we had romance. We had love. Today, it's, you know, I'm going to shoot you, bitch, right between the eyes. And, you know, that's not the kind of dialogue I'm happy with. <laughs> you know, when a man talks to a woman. He like actually that. likes the classic movies, though, because he picked one. Well, he is a classic actor. He's a, char he's a hangover from the guys he just mentioned. And I hope you don't mind me calling you a hangover, but you're a hangover. No, you're, 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 you're the next generation from the Brando, uh, Newman's, and, you know, Paul Newman, all those wonderful, 
wonderful actors who really, who really could act. Oh, they really could. So much. And one of my favorite people I ever worked with was my first movie, my first fake grandfather in a movie, and it was Sterling Hayden. Oh, and Sterling, yeah. What a guy, what an actor, what an everything. He was just a complete human. Totally yeah. understated, totally not recognized by Hollywood. All he wanted to do was get on his sailboat and go. He couldn't yeah. care less about acting. He couldn't care less about it. Betty Davis told me because she made a movie with him yeah. called The Star. And I asked her about Sterling. I said, what was he like? She said he was the strangest guy in the world, Ron. He hated the business. He hated coming to work. He hated working. All he wanted to do was go on his sailboat and sail away. And that's what he did. Did you hear the story about his divorce? He and his wife were having a custody battle. And he said, look, you win. I can't afford this anymore. I'm going to take the kids out on the boat over the weekend. I'm going to bring them back. And this is done. We're done on Monday morning. Okay, okay. See you Monday morning. Blah, blah. He laughed and he brought them back 12 years later when they're old enough to uh, to uh, to make their own decisions. He went to Paris and he stayed there for 12 years. <laughs> Well, he was he was a very handsome man, six yeah. foot five, six foot five, sort of a Troy Donahue, Tab Hunter type, <clears throat> and he was a very handsome man. I have a weird question for you, and it's actually a request from the chat room. So, B. Claudia, she lives in Germany. She's like the greatest, coolest lady, and she's an art collector. Actually, say hi to B so she can like freak out. Hey, baby. <laughs> she wants to know the art on the background. Who painted it? That's a Monet. That's a, is it really? It's not a real Monet, of course. Okay. But, <laughs> well, it could you know, be. You're Eric Roberts. <laughs> no, I'm not that Eric Roberts. <laughs> You'd have to make a lot of movies to buy a Monet. <laughs> oh man, yeah, a lot uh, of movies. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a print of a Monet. So, Eric, what do you like as a person? Like, who are you? Are you a regular Joe? If I came to your house, I'd have a coffee with you, sit and we bullshit, shoot the breeze. Or are you a Hollywood star and you have attitude and you think who you are? Who are you? Well, of course, you know how I'm going to answer that question. But but hopefully, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's it's interesting when 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 you become recognizable, it becomes a job to be recognizable, and that and that you have to take care of everybody who recognizes you, mm -hmm. because if you don't, they hold it against you. Yes, absolutely. So, so it becomes a job being famous and it becomes a job that you have to learn how to do well and you have to make it look effortless and you have to make it look like it's a pleasure, even when you got to be somewhere. And, and uh, so it's, it's a real sign of maturity if you're a good celebrity because it's hard work and it's yes, constant, it is. Never off, especially if you travel airports and airplanes, you're never off and you're trapped and everybody has a camera. Oh, no, you're trapped is right. right. There's no such thing as, as uh, privacy. That's Not gone anymore. with the wind. That's gone. You don't have I privacy. have to tell you, though, because I probably have 15 friends who've done been in movies that you're in or they were producing movies that you were in or whatever, and I've never heard anybody say anything but wonderful things about you. Um, and Yeah, I and have I, people, too, that your name has come up in a couple of things. Yeah. Everybody speaks very highly right. of you. So right. I think you're doing, so you're doing a very good mature job mm -hmm. at handling all the like fame thing. Yep. And, and I didn't even think about being on an airplane, being trapped. I mean, like shit, like if you're on the street, at least you can run to your car and drive away. <laughs> but if you're in an airplane, you're screwed. No, I, I asked Betty about that. And I asked uh, Jane Russell, who was my best friend. I said, Jane, two things I want to know. How does it feel being old? 
And she said to me, Ron, how the fuck do you think it feels? That was her exact words. I said, it's painful, right? She said, well, I look at pictures of myself when I was young and I look at myself now. Of course, it's painful. She said, but you, you know, you roll with the punches. Well, and those I, old bras weren't alive in the days of the, uh, of the, of the cell phone camera, you know, in the back, uh, back in no. those days. You know, you'd say no. where the cameras and you went the other way. Now, everybody has a camera. There's nowhere to go. No, I know. Yeah, you're right. When I, I would go to dinner or lunch with Jane all the time. And people would recognize her in a restaurant. And they'd come over and they'd say, Miss Russell, can I have an autograph? And Jane would say, no, come and take a picture. And she took a picture with them because she couldn't be bothered writing the <laughs> autograph. <laughs> but Betty Davis said to me, and I love the story. Uh, I said, how do you feel about thousands of people constantly coming up to you in restaurants all over, annoying you and saying how much they love you? And she said, there's a story. We were at La Moustache and having lunch and, and a bunch of gay guys recognized her and they came running over and they said, Miss Davis, I adore you. I love you. I love you. And Betty kept saying, of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> and I thought that was so classic. I was hysterical laughing. She said, of course you do, you adore me, you know. So she knew how to get rid of crowds. She agreed with them. She never went against them. But she didn't like it. She did not like people annoying her, especially when she was putting on lipstick or eating. She didn't like to be caught that way. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. So, well, with a career like you've had, I mean, I'm sure there's nobody who doesn't recognize you because you actually, no, of course, everybody, you actually hit you. every age. You know, he's 81. I'm 56. And, and we have a ton of people in the chat room. And probably a lot of them are in their 30s. You know, so like everybody knows you no matter where you go. So I guess you're kind of like stuck, but at least uh, you've got a great body of work to go with it, you guys. Mm -hmm. Eric's Instagram, you guys, is Eric Roberts Actor. His Twitter is at Eric Roberts. And, um, uh, we got like five minutes left because I told him we story, get Richard, Richard Grieco. You know Richard, of course, of Richard course Grieco. And Richard and I were peeing next to each other at a, at, a, at, a, at a red carpet. While we were peeing together, I said to him, do you want to come on my TV show? And he said to me, he, said, he was, excuse me for coughing. He said, I've never been asked to do a job while peeing. I said, well, now you have. And Richard and I laugh about it all the time. We talk about it. I have a pain it. story as well. I have a pain story as well. <laughs> okay. The, uh, the, the last play that, that uh, Paul Newman did at the Actors Studio, it was a three-character piece. He played a judge. I played a lawyer who was his son. And his wife, Andrew Woodward, played his wife in the play. And um, we're rehearsing one night. And we both go in the men's room. There are, there's, 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 there's a toilet and two, two urinals there. And we walk in there, and he's at one urinal. I'm at another. We're relieving ourselves, and there's a wall in between, but we can we can we can look over it. And another man walks in, and he goes to the toilet, and he's he's also relieving himself, standing up, and he looks over at Paul to see Paul's business, and it's kind of obvious he's looking at Paul's business, and Paul says, "There's a storm on the end of it," and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Paul Newman. That was so cool. Okay, I was at the Beverly Hills. I was at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and who comes to pee next to me? Right, with all those a million. You know, the Beverly Hills Hotel has a hundred stool uh, urinals. Who comes next to me? But what's that? Showing Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. And ah, Warren, Warren is peeing, and he smiles at me, and I smile back. But I never look to see his business. I wouldn't do that. And he didn't me either. 
But he was very polite. We were smiling at each other while we were peeing. I mean, that's funny, you know, peeing with that's Warren Brady. It, it's it kind of bonds you, bonds you, peeing with Warren Brady. How many Brady. people can say that? Right, they peed with Warren Brady or yeah. or Richard Grieco. Yeah. But, you know, but listen, we're human. We have to pee, you know. We're not we're not really movie We're not paper dolls. Which is actually hilarious. I love the whole thing. Right. So you guys, uh, Eric. So what other things Wait, you guys? What, what's a Christmas like? Let's Eric? talk to the chat room. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna answer questions. Okay, go. There was a whole bunch of people in there. Actually, you guys write something in there. The biggest thing ask, was the ask, artwork. They were like loving the artwork and, and ask him a question, folks. Let's all get our cameras on and pee. <laughs> <laughs> we have a witty chat room. Which yes, we do. They're Eric, all like, Eric, like in what's there. a typical Christmas like at your house? Christmas, uh, we 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 have lots of families in the family. So uh, what I do is I have a great big chair. I turn on football and open my gifts and sit down. And I have everybody's presents I want to give, and they can come get them. And I kind of hold court all day. And so you play Santa. You play Santa. I don't do. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't go anywhere. I try not to. Sometimes I right. They're actually talking about your wonderful hair. They want to know if you miss soap operas, which I didn't even know you, you know, did soap operas. <laughs> soap opera work is the hardest work there is right. for an actor. And I was also never very good at it. And I know that. I'm my biggest fan. Don't get me wrong. I was never good on soap, ever. And I'm aware of that because, because I'm not a quick study. And you get stuff and you get rewrites and you got to learn it right then. I don't work that way. I'm not good that way. Also, you can't deliver those the dialogue in a soap opera. The dialogue is is like brainless. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have all. Our, look, Tristan Rogers is our good friend. He's a soap star. Uh, so is Sean Kane and Michael star. Damien. Michael Damien uh, is our friend. We have friends. Every one of the soap operas are guys are my friends. That's and I, I, but I would love to see them do a role that you did. They couldn't do it. They would not know how to do what you do when you work. On because a soap opera, they're better than I ever was on yes. a soap. Opera. Yes, on a yes. soap. They're Not soap geniuses. Long. They can read 40 pages in one minute and go out there and do 40 page dialogue. Tristan That's has told me this. That's an art unto itself. Absolutely. No, it's not. It's called reading lines. Now, when you work, you Love. study the character, you develop the character, you get into the character. And when I watch you work, I believe what you're selling me. Thank I don't you. believe it in a soap opera. Oh my god, they're asking hair <laughs> questions. Like they want to, they love your hair. I guess, and I'm assuming that's your hair, right? <laughs> well, this whole, all these are all plugs right here. That's a bald spot. Is it really? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I thought so. No, no, I got very lucky in the hair department. I got, I got, I got mom's color and I got dad's texture. So uh, then they also want to know about what's your latest horror film? Have you done a horror film lately? I have, you know what? I'm really bad on the titles. Go to imdb.com. That can tell you everything better than I can about my employment. Do you like horror movies? I know you've done quite a few. Is it a genre that you would actually watch if you weren't acting in them? When a horror movie is good, there's almost nothing better. Uh, yeah, but uh, how many good ones are there? Uh, yeah, I know. Very they all stink. Few, but I love making them. They're fun to make. I act like a child on a set. It's just fun. It's like a it's like a great big camp. I agree. I make. I I have three out. Three of them are out of mine right now, and I 
do them only because I like working with the kids. The, all the actors, they're my friends, and I love the set. But as far as the work goes, it's terrible. I hate it. I prefer to do feature films that are, that are valuable and sensible. I think my parts are stupid that I play. You know, I, I think I don't, I don't. I don't. films in our world. Yeah, I'm not a fan of our, for, I'm, I'm in a million, but I'm not a fan of them. I am. Not a fan. No. <laughs> I love horror. I love cheesy horror films. I think they're fun. Uh, well, my favorite horror film of all time is not is not at all cheesy, and it's Baby Jane. Oh, I love that movie. We just oh, watched it the I other know, night. Right. Movie. I watched it the yeah, other well, night. Be- Be- Betty didn't care for it. Betty got sixty thousand bucks. <clears throat> she was broke as a bat. She, she didn't have any money. Time, she was broke. Got a million dollars. She was broke as a bat, and she got I think sixty thousand. She told me. And she hated the idea of being exploited with Joan Crawford. She just felt the whole thing was absolutely not who she was. Uh, she was very unhappy. With he, he watches it because he watched it. Uh, well, he- I watch it because I love Betty and I miss her. But she did quite a few horror movies and they were all to her dismay. She did not like any of them. She just well, felt that. Fun to watch. That was a- oh, I loved it. That they were yeah, I freaking sell, loved it she was too. being sold short is what she said. Uh, now they're talking about they watched you on Burn Notice. It's one of their favorite TV shows. And say hi to Angela. She's one of the uh, executive producers on the Mahal movie no, you just Eric, did. When Eric works, <laughs> some of Eric's movies are very intense movies with a great character. You know, a good, a good script, good character. That's Some, the movie. Somebody's so asking about Burn Notice. You know, Burn Notice was one of the most professional sets I've ever been lucky enough to be on. It worked like clockwork. Everybody was cool. Everybody had the lines learned. All the camera department was on top of it. It was a lot of tough camera moves. Everybody was cool. Uh, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, we shot at an airport, a uh, private airport, airport hangar. It was it was hard, and uh, that was a great experience. So, it was a great show. Had- I lived in I lived in uh, I lived in Florida then, and I was a featured extra on that one. So I made like way more money uh, in like five episodes because I was the, anything in Florida, you know, you could get on, you could be and go on set and meet people, and uh, so it was fun. Get canceled except Friends. Yes, that was a great. Show. You got a good run. I have six God, movies every week, wasn't it? Yes, I loved it. Oh, I thought it was fabulous. I have yeah. six movies coming up, and I think how many are horror? Three are three are not horror. Thank God. And I think I believe three are horror. Um, he's got like he's got six hundred movies coming well, up. He's Eric, he's Eric Roberts. I'm Ron Russell. There's you a little got, difference. You here. gotta like love it. So you guys, this is Eric Roberts. You gotta check out his new movie. Uh, I guess we'll let everybody know when it's distributed and it's out for everybody to see it. It's called The Elevator. You can follow him on Instagram at Eric Roberts Actor. Oh wait, he's in Sadie's movie, The Elevator. No, no, this is a different one called The Elevator. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Stages is a working title, The Elevator. His Twitter is Eric Roberts, you guys. Um, he's got great stuff. And I guess the biggest thing everybody needs to go see is Righteous Gemstones. So when season two comes out on HBO, we can actually like uh, watch him in it. Uh, he's a superstar. Uh, anything else you want us to, to, to get out to the people? Because by the time this show is over, at least five million people will hear it. You want anything well, to tell anything else? And see it. I have these, I have these three remarkable children. Emma Roberts, great actor. Keaton Simons, great singer, songwriter, musician. Keaton Simons, you go to his website or my webpage, ericrobertsactor.com, you can find him. And Morgan Simons, the chef, who uh, wants to 
open a restaurant that she wants to call Taste. Oh, there you go. That's good. That's so funny because I didn't know Keaton Simons was your son. Oh, yeah. Um, and I actually like saw a bunch of tweets, and so I was retweeting stuff, but I didn't know he was your son. I was just retweeting because I listened to some of the music. And Why a different name? And uh, oh, I don't know, but that's his band name, I guess. And I, uh, I'm a, I'm a publicist is how I support myself besides producing films, and I'm like – I got named the best music publicist, so anytime I see something about a musician, I always – you know, jump on it to like listen to it. So he, you're, he's he super talented because he has a different father named 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 Jimmy Simons, who's a big time you know producer. And uh, and uh, but I've been I've been his mom's husband since he was a little bitty boy. Okay. There you go. That's all. I'm adopted, so that's cool. I that's love that. Um, all right. So you guys, this is Eric Roberts. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see you on Saturday. Yeah, we want to thank be, you. Listen, Eric, be a buddy, huh? We're driving a hundred miles from Palm Springs <laughs> to LA. You know, be there. We want to meet you. We want to see you. We want to hug you. We want to say. I hello. also want to thank uh, Holly Davidson. You know, be for, a sport. I want to. I want to thank Holly Davidson for setting this up uh, for us, and thank your yes. wife for helping facilitate it. She's fabulous. And in answer to my question before, are you a snobby Hollywood movie star? No, you're not. Yes, I could come to your house and sit and have a coffee with you and bullshit. You're a regular Joe. You're a good guy. Well, thank you so much. You're, you're okay in my book. You're not one of those Hollywood bullshit artist phonies that we all hate so much. Ugh. And if you have anything else to promote, because uh, this show will get probably uh, our best show is John Barron. Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D. L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. I mean, I don't know if you know who John Behrman is, but we got 10 million plays on John Behrman. But I think wow. that we're going to get I think we'll get at least five million on this because everybody like loves you. More. So we want to thank you so much for taking time to come on the show. We wish you the best in everything that you do. Thank your wife, your grandchildren, your kids. And congratulations on a stellar career. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank and you. We'll Go to the website, ericrobertactor.com. There we go. All right, you guys. See you Saturday. Bye. Hopefully. All right. Bye, Eric. Yeah, he'll be there. Now, he's a regular Joe. This is a regular guy. Down to earth, nice to people I like. Was he's, that fabulous? He's not a movie star. He's a person that acts, which is wonderful. When, they, chat get, room, when the, they think they're movie stars and their shit don't smell, you really can't stand them. Fabulous. So we want to do a quick shout out, you guys. Um, You can... Listen to the Jimmy Star Show on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and SoundCloud. We're on about, I don't know, another 150 more, but those are the biggest ones. Um, hope everybody in the chat room liked uh, the interview. We're going to be bringing on our next guest uh, now. I'm having a problem. 
problem with my hearing here, but we're going to bring on John. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Hello, hello, I'm hello. doing well. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I love it. All right, everybody. Now that we know we can hear you, we're going to actually introduce you. Um, so, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented superstar Grammy nominee, John Butcher. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, good to see you guys. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while. Good. I'm good. happy. Us so, too. This is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello, Ron. How are you? I'm good. Now, you're a Grammy nominee. How come you didn't win? <laughs> now that is a question and a half. Yeah, I want to know. I, I, I'm I'm consulting with uh, uh, the tea leaves to find out how you I didn't win. But there's always tomorrow, right? There's That's always it. another another. Listen, listen yeah. it sounds like bullshit, but being nominated is as good as winning. Look at poor me. I've never been nominated for anything. I would be happy to be nominated for a Grammy and losing, or for an Emmy and losing. Or an Oscar. I think I lost to Stevie Wonder. Yes. Okay. At least you lost to somebody huge. I mean, come on. You didn't lose to, you know, Joe Blow from Kokomo. No, no. I'm going to lose to him next week. (laughs) (laughs) So we also have a chat room with a ton of countries represented. So please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Everybody in the chat room. Hey, hey, hey. It's John. Good to see you. And uh, we have um, uh, B. Claudia from Germany. Say hi to B. Hello, B. How are you? Hello. Hello. And I'm not sure like they said Jimmy can make it happen, but I missed whatever it's supposed to be. So whatever it is, you guys write it back. But we have all kinds of super cool people in the chat room. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, You guys can follow John Butcher. He's on Instagram. His Instagram is John Butcher Axis. Uh, So it's J-O-N, not J-O-H-N, J-O-N Butcher A-X-I-S. And his Twitter is at J Butcher X, J-B-U-T-C-H-E-R, the letter X. And um I was nominated to be hung at the Tower of London. I lost, thankfully. <laughs> Who's being hung at the Tower of London? That was Dave from Stars Now UK. Oh. Yes, it's Don't not you. So, okay, so tell it. where are you? You live in, like, where do you live in, Connecticut or someplace? No, no, no. I'm in uh, Massachusetts. I'm north of Boston, Mass, uh, by about 40 miles. I live on the seacoast in a little town called Gloucester, Mass. Oh, I've actually heard of that, though. I think, I, I think I've been there. It's beautiful. It's I a tourist up. destination for a lot of people, but I like to stay all year. So, Are they famous for their lobster? Yes, and clams okay. and all okay. of that good stuff. I yeah. went there with my, my friend Barbara Rosenblatt, who's an actress, a voiceover queen. Right. We drove up to go just to eat a lobster. I don't eat fish. I don't eat lobster. I do. And she ordered a lobster and said it was out of this world, and she gave me a bite. It was rubber. I don't know what people love about <laughs> lobster. But we drove like 200 miles from New York to Gloucester. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that that's where it was. Famous for a for, rubber for a rubber lobster. A rubber lo- well, that's what lobster tastes. She said it was the best and wonderful. To me, it was rubber. Yeah. I love lobster. I absolutely love it. I don't like, eat fish it. at all. But it was a charming little fisherman town. Yeah. At, at, what I remember, very charming. Gloucester has a long history. Of, of course, it has a it's a seaport town. And yeah. so it has a history of, of, of being a seaport town since the 1700s. But, but in recent days, it's really an artist community. You have a lot of painters that live here. Yes, yes. A lot yes. of other musicians. A lot, yes. of, a lot of people in the arts live in Gloucester. So it's a great place to be. Right. right. Are there a lot of famous musicians that live there? Uh, one or two. I'm trying to think of who that might be. Uh, uh, Besides you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
there, there are a lot of people. There are a couple of people who probably wouldn't want me to mention where they live. Uh, you have a lot of famous actors who live here, and a lot of people in in show business in the arts. I love it. No, Gloucester is very, very famous. Gloucester, Massachusetts. So, you guys, if you want to find out more about John Butcher, you can go to his website. It's johnbutcher.com. Again, it's J-O-N-B-U-T-C-H-E-R.com. He has 19 albums. He has actually 20 albums, but one of them is not quite released yet. It's going to be released soon called Special Day, which is the title of his new single that's available now. But he's got 19 other albums that he's released over the past X amount of years. I don't actually even know how many years that is. Probably 40. So you made no some- about uh, fifteen years. Uh, so, <laughs> so you made a few bucks. Uh, well, a buck or two. Actually, I have exciting news to share with you. Special Day is now available everywhere. It's available at iTunes and Spotify. It's available in hard copy from uh, at my webpage for for fans who want an autographed copy. And uh, it's been out, uh, I guess, about a week, and it's doing really well. We're getting great reviews. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited to talk about it. It's a fabulous song. It's a fabulous song. And uh, I haven't heard it yet. I hope yeah, he you do soon. He, he will. He'll listen to well, it. I have to play it for him. Yeah. I hope you can get Jimmy I, to I, share it with you. I'm not very good at, at getting my phone to play music and stuff. Jimmy does Now, though, he has Spotify. He's just learned yeah, how to like got, Google, put yeah. people's names in Spotify on his phone. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. So he can like, know, do technolo- it. I'm 81 years old. My technology was everything with a rubber band. I know. I know the, the the entire landscape for especially for musicians has changed so much in the past 10 or 15 years, 15 years, really, that it's almost unrecognizable. For instance, I record uh, I used to record on tape. Right. That's no longer a thing no, we digital, digital. digitally now. And and I, I, I seem to it's like a hazy memory of cutting a, a recording tape and editing that way. And we just don't do it anymore. And I'm happy about that. I'm happy that, that uh, digital recording is, is, is taking over the recording business because it makes it easier for guys like me to make a record. Well, digital is good for one thing. It corrects mistakes. Uh, uh, you know, you are exactly I'm from, right. I'm from the old days. Peggy Lee at Basin Street East in 1962, when I saw her there, sang with a clean, open mic. Clean, clean, yeah. open. And she was an angel from heaven. Her voice was unbelievably fabulous. You want to know something, uh, Ron? Those days that you're talking about were days where artists and musicians had to kind of be uh, talented, right? Yes. Yeah, they had, to, <laughs> they had to know how to hold them. I, re- I was reaching for the word, right? Yes. But there was oh. there, that was the focus. The talent was the focus, and you had to be able to uh, deliver the goods. In any situation now with digital recording, I'm sure you guys know this. Uh, many people who say are less talented are able to auto tune their vocals, right? Yes, tune they, they can't actually, they, they can't, the they cannot notes. sing, they cannot sing. As oh, word. that's right. I was being kind. No, I'm not, uh, so he's kind. not kind. <laughs> <laughs> they stink. So, they so while sing. there are that, while there are positive parts to digital recording and making records today. Uh, I miss the old days for the fact that talented people were the ones making uh, music and selling. Jo- Johnny Mantis, clean mic. Yes, exactly. And That's he, his he, favorite singer is Johnny, Johnny Mantis. Johnny Mantis did not need digital because his voice was heavenly. Johnny Mantis yeah, and Peggy heavenly. Lee are his two favorites. Yeah. When I grew up, uh, my parents played uh, uh, Johnny Mathis 
uh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles, and, wonderful. And, yeah, and 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 it's amazing how much of that seeped in. You, you know what I mean? It, it sort of infiltrates your head, and yeah. and that's the soundtrack of, of of my of my mind. You know, that's what I hear when I close my eyes. I I Nat King Cole. I remember oh. being a little kid. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of clean mics, yeah. uh, he walked up to a mic and opened his mouth, and it just came. Well, what out. about Sinatra? You know, maybe not the- another another real uh, singer. The real guys. Right? How about Ella Fitzgerald? Come on, there are several. Ella never used a, a dirty mic. She was clean mic. No, and, and and you know what else? The, the, the auto tune thing is really. You know, where you can take a terrible vocal by somebody who can't sing and tune it to the point where they can carry a tune. Now, I know it. I can recognize it as soon as I see it or hear it. I, right? I can hear it also. It yeah, sounds yeah. like a, a, ro- a robot, a robot. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not I, cool. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it either. By the way, in the chat room, they're all saying you have a lovely <laughs> smile. <laughs> I mean, who, they love your smile. Well, nobody could <laughs> scat. Nobody could scat like Ella Fitzgerald. They don't even know how to do that today. Uh, in ter- yeah, in terms of smooth voices, though, who could possibly be better than King Cole and Johnny Mathis? Just, just for smooth, you know what I mean? I'm not absolutely, sure there were absolutely. many smoother voices. They held notes. They knew how to bring it up and down. They knew how to modulate. They yeah. knew all of that stuff. Today, you don't have it's to do true. that. You go in a room. The machine does all of that, and you come out sounding like you're a robot. He doesn't. He doesn't like the ones who like uh, scream. The like he like. No. I'm I'm a big fan. Like I like Mariah Carey. The, and, the only screamer, and, and uh, Christina Aguilera, but he doesn't like that when they do all that. Like, no, really the only high the only shit. screamer who I really enjoy and love, right, is, is my sweetheart Patty Labelle. No, Patty, and the other one that's Aretha sick, Franklin. No, the one that's sick and she lives in France. Um, Tina, oh, Tina. He Tina likes Turner. Tina Turner. He loves oh, Tina. Tina, Tina can't sing a note, but she's wonderful. She, well, she, she's a she's a stylist. Yeah, uh, I think Patty, La, Patty Labelle is a tr- is a a flute in the throat. Pat, nobody hits an A like a no. Nobody no. nobody goes where Patty goes. Nobody. So, Nobody. Wait, so let's Nobody go. To, let's go to you. So, who were who were some of your influences that that, that made you be like, okay, I'm going to be a freaking like rock star? Uh, John Lennon, uh, Jimi Hendrix, and 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 uh, John Lennon. Those, I love it. Yeah, exactly. I really realized that music was something that you could embrace as like a normal kid. I was just a kid growing up in, you know, uh, in Alaska and in Pennsylvania. And so I really, I really found in listening to Lennon and the Beatles, especially as a lyricist, Bob Dylan too, for that matter, I I understood how that translated to me. I I got it. I can't, I can't explain it better than that. When I heard them and when I heard him, I knew that that was something that was for me. Where in Pennsylvania did you no, grow up? No, where in Alaska? Uh, uh, I lived, I grew up uh, for a few years in uh, central Alaska, uh, a town uh, called Liaho, which is uh, 90 miles from Fairbanks. You've probably heard of Fairbanks. Yes. Yeah. And my parents, my parents worked for uh, uh, the government at that time. They weren't in the military, but they worked on what was the uh, radar bases that they used to have in Alaska to protect us from Russia when we were afraid that they would, you know, send, send bombers. Right. So, so my parents worked there in the computer department and that's where I grew up as a little kid amongst, Oh, maybe 30 other people period. Oh, I love it. And, and where, where in Pennsylvania? 
a suburb of Philadelphia called Devon, D-E-V-O-N. Uh, it's horse country. And it's, it's, it's not unlike a lot of suburbs. Uh, but for me, it was, it was interesting. It, it was a, a little challenging socially because I, I moved from Alaska to Pennsylvania and for the first time encountered uh, racism and bigotry and, and certain words and I'd never heard that before. In, Pen- in Pennsylvania? In Alaska. No, I never did. We, so we, I- we lived in Pennsylvania. We lived in Doylestown. And Pennsylvania, oh, I know Doylestown. Pennsylvania was one of the most liberal places we've lived. Well, and I, the- I, don't, I don't ever remember a racial slur or yeah, hearing uh- it. It, it yeah, was but the they first. didn't like us, though. We were they didn't no, like they didn't people. like they, figs. They didn't like they didn't care for figs much. But <laughs> black people or Hispanics, I never heard any kind of uh, yeah. derogatory stuff. Maybe I just ran into the wrong people. Well, yeah, I mean, coming, you know, first of all, Center City, my God, is eighty percent black, and, and it is, you know, so nobody. I Pennsylvania's we loved it. New there. York is far more racist than Pennsylvania. Really. Oh yeah, New York is. Oh yeah, oh niggas, huh. stay up. Oh niggas, stay up in Harlem. Don't say that. No, I'm just repeating what they would say. I know, but you can't and that well, it's offensive. Things. I'm not saying it as I want to say it. It's a word that exists. We cannot remove right. it from the English language. Right. It was a word that hurt so many people, and yeah. the word the word must be destroyed. Well, you know? that was, and that's time. what it was. Stay up in Harlem. Don't come downtown where we are. Yeah. Well, and that was what it was. You know it was what? Terrible, terrible. I think wherever you find human beings, you're going to stumble across one or two of them. That no, there's have. groups of them. No. Yeah. I was raised in Red Hook Projects in Brooklyn oh. with black people. So, you know, I never knew color. Like a friend of ours who's Cece Pennington, she said something to me about being colored. And I said, you know, Cece, I never noticed. And I meant that with my heart. I never noticed she was colored. Yeah, or, or African American. I never noticed it because we were from an area where it was okay, but there were other parts of New York, Upper East Side, where it's a no-no. Right. Well, it still is. Like I said, for, for, for me, growing up as a kid, but you're not I, even black. Uh, I'm sorry. You're not even black. Hmm. That's the you're, first time I've heard that one. You look Italian. You're tan. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> no, seriously, you don't have you don't have sure black. Here to go with that, but you don't you don't you don't have African American features, and you're not black. You're beige. You're well, tan. I'm as dark as you are. We're both the same color. Uh, I, I hear you. Um, I think I think uh, the point I was trying to make is those things that happen to us make us the people we become. Absolutely. And so I don't regret any of my experiences. Absolutely. That made the person that I am now. Who I, I don't know. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to go through that because visually there was nothing to call black or to insult. Actually, though, because I read, I, I read like back when you. Okay, so everybody. So John Butcher is performs as John Butcher now, but you, uh, a lot of people also know you as John Butcher Access from the band that you had. And mm-hmm. I heard when you got your Grammy nomination. I think I read it on Wikipedia. I think that. That on MTV, the only black people being played were you and Michael Jackson. For some reason, uh, uh, the MTV uh, uh, structure didn't equate rock music, which is what I did, with with black. Right. Uh, bullshit. And, and I waved my hand and said, uh, have you heard of Jimmy? Jimmy Hendrix. Hendrix I yeah. know. Come on. <laughs> I mean, how many, and, how many and, black and, performers? Are you kidding me? I know. 
And believe whatever, it or, oh, go ahead, go ahead. For finish. whatever reason, that 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 fact that Jimi Hendrix was one of the biggest rock yeah, stars in right. the world. Still today, still today. Did you today. know we, we slept in his bed in his house? Really? Yeah, Sue Where, Wong. Where, in Seattle? No, no in, uh, in L.A. Sue oh. Wong owns the Jimi Hendrix house. Oh, cool. It's called, slept, it's called the Cedars. And, and we slept in the Jimi Hendrix and, and room. And there's a room called the Jimi Hendrix room, which is the room that he and, actually wrote Purple Haze. And, and the bed oh, was wow. And so we slept, bed. And so we slept yeah. there. And we, we were, like, so excited. Because everybody goes and takes pictures, yeah, you know. I mean, how could you say that Jimi Hendrix? I mean, Jimi Hendrix is know, such an some, icon. So, so many stupid fucking people out there. Really yes, mean, there are. And, and, and that's dummies. The, we we run into them, right? The three of us at different times in our lives, we run into the stupid. And, well, and I still I think do. it's incumbent upon us then to find ways to work around that or, or move past it or run over it. And, yeah, and but you know what? I got to say something political. Yeah. And Jimmy's going to have a fit and I don't give a shit. 30, 40 years ago, we had less discrimination, less rioting, less hatred than we have today. Today, the media has absolutely turned black against white, and it's terrible. White people are really fed up with black people. They, they don't want to see them on television. They're angry because they're losing footing in the world. They're saying that the black people are taking over, and the media is enforcing it. It's terrible what is being done to America. America was once a time in the Second World War where yeah. black, yellow, brown fought together against the Germans and the Japs, and they yeah. died together. We, I was there. I was alive then. I lived then. We did not have the prejudice. We had black people on our block. My father and mother had black friends. Who gave a shit? We never even thought of it. I swear yeah. to God, I'm not lying to you. No. I, didn't know, I didn't know prejudice until maybe 20 years ago. What is yeah. going on in this country with this bullshit between black and white? It's got to stop. The media. It's all the media. It is I, the media. So. And, and my take is, as, as people, many of us have lost focus. Meaning, uh, you know, you mentioned World War II. That was a, a rally uh, a, a call for Americans to rally together and, and fight Nazism, right? Enemies. Enemies. We don't enemies. have that. We don't have common purpose in the way that used to exist that common purpose is gone why can't, why can't we have constru constructive common purpose why can't we all just get along and build a great country why don't we well, just like knock it off stop with the bullshit yeah stop i agree with, with you stop with the privileged white people i yeah. was called i was called once a privileged white person I said, are you out of your fucking mind i was born in the projects we were poor as shit my parents were on home relief where right. was i white privileged where the yeah. fuck are you coming from, white privileged? Well, anyway, I can't. Know, I hate all that shit. But I do know that what we we as individuals have to do is find a way to maneuver around the stupid. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. I kind of just blanked them out, but there's so many of them, it's hard to blank out. Yeah, I know. Too. I know. Going back, going back to your music, because in the chat room they're all saying that they love the single "Special Day." So I thought we should brag a little bit for you. Yes. Um, first of all. Uh, we've been talking about Jimi Hendrix, and I was like Googling stuff about you, you know, to find more and information. You're a terrific guy. Let me tell you something. I'm so proud to even know you. Oh, thanks, Ron. That's wonderful to hear. I really, I really mean much. that. If anybody has any prejudiced feelings towards you, they should drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I read online though, that there's many comparisons. Dry, honey. That there's dry. lots of many comparisons. Like people often compare you to Jimi Hendrix, and we were just talking to Jimi Hendrix. And I mean, That's if you're gonna comparison. if you're gonna get compared to somebody, I don't know that there's anybody even bigger that you could get compared to than Jimi Hendrix. That uh, happened more in the early part of, of my career than it does now. I've been out there long enough now so that people kind of have a a, a take on me. Yes. Uh, as a musician and a, and a, a you know, a, a, a songwriter. But back in the early days, because and it's just a certain amount, I think it's just a, a little a certain amount of laziness where people tend to compare to something that's easy for them to find in their head. You know, I also uh, was going to say, though, I think that in your early days, you know, you were identifying yourself. And, and over all these years, now you've identified a sound that is like you can listen to. And you're like, oh, that's John Butcher. Like, yeah. you, you have an you actual know, John, definitive you know sound. What, you know what's so sad, John? What's that? We're, we're no longer allowed to play our guests' music. No? They, no, they took us off the air for that. We got in trouble. Oh, which wow. The, com the communists are taking Because over. we, like, stream live through YouTube. Yeah. We, I yeah. would have loved to have we played can't, your we song. We can't play it because they shut the tr they shut they actually shut the thing down. They shut us down. Yeah, they shut us yeah. down. Uh, twice. And otherwise, oh, we, would sorry be, to hear that. We, we would be playing your song Otherwise, right we would now. play your new music video. Which and everybody... I would be listening to it and enjoying it. I really think that's wrong of them. I don't know where, why they have the right to do such Because they own the rights to the song. <laughs> no, but, no, but wait a minute. We don't make money on it. I know we exactly. don't. Exactly. It's not as if you're selling it, you no. know? And we have the stars on that are vocalizing it. In other words, yeah. if your music was on now, you'd be talking about it. We're yeah. promoting your music. We, we don't That's make a nickel. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Oh, you're uh, sorry. I'm even more sorry. I know. I know a, a lot of guys like me. Uh, uh, who are are making fine music or trying to anyway? We really appreciate these opportunities to 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 reach people. You know, Jimmy, I talked yeah. to you about this before via via uh, uh, Instagram. I I, I I I understand the importance of reaching people and how important that is for, for my career and for my ability to everybody. What yeah. better way than to come on our show? Over 5 million people. I'm so watch. happy to be no, here. They will watch and hear this show. 5 million people. Let's say out of the 5 million, 1 million buy your song. You're going to make some money. That would that would be worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what we need too, though, is everybody, if you guys want to watch the new music video for Special Day, all you got to do is go to YouTube and plug in John Butcher Special Day. The video comes up. You can get the music off his website, johnbutcher.com. Um, let's do a little bit more like uh, bragging. First of all, so the way I met John Butcher and Ronald like this is through Leland Squire. Oh, uh, one of we my love Leland. One of my favorite people in the I world. I love him. One of our favorite people. I too. love him beyond belief. Listen to this, guys. I, I had really never been in a, a a band of equal members. It's always it, it, throughout my career. It's it's normally been putting my name forward. So. I met Leland uh, through a mutual uh, musician friend named Ben Schultz, who had a recording studio in Los Angeles, and we started making music. And one day, Lee came by the studio and said, "I love what you're doing. Can I be in the band?" You know, I almost, I almost fell down. I, I had to that, check that, my calendar. Went, uh, uh, yeah, Lee, you can be in the band. I'm going. Thank you, because. I He's wrote it down. Barefoot Servants, right? Is right. that the name Barefoot of the band? Servants. It, it was so much fun, guys. It was so much fun to work and travel with Lee and to get to know him as a human being. And He's I, a I sweetie have to say this, He is one of the finest people Absolutely. anyone will ever have the honor to meet. 
ever. Absolutely. We Are you in his book? Are you in his book, Shooting the Birds book? I think I am. Oh, we have to look for you in there. We have the book. He sent we're, us a copy. Yeah, we're going to be in the next edition. <laughs> we're going to be in the next edition. Excellent. But <laughs> Leland, he's, a fine, he's a fine human. In what, I love, what, I love, what I love most about Leland is he's so not a homophobic. No. He, he embraces me and Jimmy. He hugs us. He kisses us. He's not afraid that people are going to say he's queer if he does so. He doesn't have any kind of prejudice at all in his body. He's just the kindest, sweetest, most talented man. I, I'm so happy and proud to know Leland also. He's a smart yeah. guy. He's I, a I, feel, guy. I, I feel the same way. There's not enough, there's no room in my soul for for prejudice. No, me neither. There just isn't. Uh, you well, know. Listen, listen, you're you're black, I'm gay. We came up the same ladder of hate and 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 people not wanting us in their company and people saying terrible things about us. I mean, I relate to all my black friends. We have many black friends. Yeah. You know, like the old saying, all my friends are Jewish. Ha ha ha. No, but we have many, <laughs> you know, we're in show business. So we have tons of black friends, sure. tons, tons. And when we sit down and get really down and, you know, having coffee and talking about it and they say, tell us their story. I say, you know what? Change the color to, to sexuality. It's yeah. the same story. It's the well, same story. We've gone well, through exactly well, what you've gone through. That's because prejudice doesn't doesn't have any sort of dividing line for sexuality or race or women, for that matter. Well, whose fucking business is it? Uh, well, it's no one. Who cares if you're black? Who I can't imagine gay. No. Who cares if I'm gay? Who are you? Yeah. Are you a nice person? Are you a good person? Yeah. Are you, are you gonna, a talented Are you going to lie and be mean to me? Or are you going to be good a good friend? That's I what counts. The color, the sexuality doesn't mean shit. Come on. It's, it's, so, I, hey. can't, I, I can't even sometimes. Sometimes I get like, my mind just says, Ron, what are you talking about? You're so stupid. And My, I think, record, uh, my new record, Special Day, touches on all of those topics that you're talking about, Ron. Good, good. We need that. It is about the expression of being a human and not being a subdivided human being, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, And we all come here the same way and we all go out the same way. That's exactly right. So while we're here, why can't we be the same way? Well, that's what that's the way I feel. And that's that's the kind of music I make. I I, 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 I like to call it uh, uh, small stories about big things. Good, because all of us, all of us, each one of us have small stories that are individual to us, yes. but they represent all the big topics. How do we find love? How do we learn to trust? How do we become better human beings? Let me well, wait. Let me brag a little bit for you, and then well, let's one, talk one about thing. it. It's it's hard for you and I. There was a time when you and I could not trust. We were leery because we had been hurt so many times. Now it's gotten a little bit better in certain areas and you can trust more. Yeah. But not totally because, you know, the old saying, uh, I know my friend Perry Winkler said to me once. She so Jew- just turned 100 she's yesterday. She's Jewish. <laughs> and she said to me, do you know how many uh, friends I have that are anti-Semitic? And I said, Perry, how could you say that? We have great friends. She said, yes, they're great. But in the confines of the privacy of their home, they're anti-Semitic. Wow. And they say anti-Semitic things, which means sometimes in the privacy of friends' homes, they'll refer to Jimmy and I, you know, those two gay guys, the two figs. Wow. And, you know, they, they, and that's still that stigma stays. 
Yeah, that's not good. I mean, you're the black guy. You'll always be the black guy. Who's that guy? You know, John, the black guy. Oh, you mean Ron and Jimmy, the fags. Yeah, those two and the black guy. Yeah, they were on the television today. Well, you know what I mean? That short-sightedness doesn't belong in either of our worlds. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, Johnny, it is. Unfortunately, uh, it still exists. So I want to talk about the music because the people in the chat room want well, to hear I, I about know, the but music. But I want to talk about souls. And he's, we are talking his about music. Souls. Is his music about, is going to talk about mu- souls. I, well, that's where I'm going with it. <clears throat> his music is about souls. So first of all, though, you guys. So John, uh, as John, uh, as John Butcher Axis, I guess you opened up for J- the Jay Giles band, right? You guys remember yeah. Freeze Frame from the day? Yeah, that was our first big break. Uh, the freeze frame record for the Giles Band was huge. Absolutely. It, it was their biggest moment in show business uh, and a hard to equal by a lot of other musicians. And we were lucky. We were lucky that the guys asked us to join them for three shows at the Boston Garden uh, New Year's Eve. And those three shows turned into 70 because we all became friends almost overnight. I love uh, it. Yeah, it was wonderful. They were very gracious and generous to me in ways I can't even express to you. Uh, It was my first entrance into big time uh, music. And I couldn't have asked for a better uh, passport than to be with those guys in that time. I also read that you toured with Rush, Def Leppard, the Scorpions, and you opened for NXS. Yeah, those were the days where I think the record company and booking agency were trying to figure out where to put put us, where to put me. You know, uh, I think I think it, it finally dawned on someone that, well, this kid can play guitar a little bit. Maybe he should be on rock tours. And so we did a, a succession of those after the uh, I got my first record deal after the Giles tour. And then one tour led to another and another record and another tour. I mean, those are all huge, like people that we actually had. Uh, um, we had oh, what's his name now? I forgot the drummer for the drummer for Def Leppard was on our show during the COVID sometime. Oh, um, oh, his name was. Um, I know I forgot his name. Shit, that's terrible. Lost his arm. Yeah, the guy. He's, and I even bought a Funko Pop and sent it to him, like because oh, they actually did? make a Funko Pop doll of him missing yeah. the arm, you know. And he's a, they was the coolest guy ever. He came on with his wife, and they were just fabulous. I can't I can't even explain to you how huge it was to be to be me in the midst of all this uh, a huge arena rock, uh, giving me an opportunity to expand my fan base around the world and and also an opportunity to make lasting friendships. Uh, I'm still friends with Joe Elliott, the singer in Def Leppard. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I've I've had a chance from there. I had a chance to work with uh, Jeff Beck. I did a music video with him. Uh, I, I I worked with BB King. I, I have BB really, King. Gets I've, a big I've been a lucky guy uh, where I've made friend friendships that have lasted a lifetime. Well, you I, met, I like, you met real that. you met real people. Actually, I think so. We, we just got to do a quick hi because Meg Rudick just joined us in the chat room. So say hi to hey, Meg. Meg. <laughs> Meg, it's me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> She's in Ohio. Meg Meg <laughs> is one of my dearest, longest, dearest, most wonderful friends. Wonderful. And she's like family. She, she and her husband. Her husband's a doctor, a lung doctor. Oh, it was Rick Allen, by the way. And they're wonderful people. Meg, Meg and Alan Riddick are just wonderful people. And Meg, we should talk on the phone, honey. I like love it. So everybody, oh, they, they Meg just said she loves your smile. 
Everybody oh, loves your smile, John. I like his teeth. Thank you, Meg. I want, are they your, all are freaking teeth, like loving are your you. teeth your own or they cups? Uh, no, they're, <laughs> no, they're mine. <laughs> Good for you. They're beautiful they're teeth. I, I managed I, to I, hang on to, to almost all of them. Yeah, but you're lucky when you speak, your teeth show. When I speak, I look like a turtle. No teeth. No teeth. See, I got to do this to show teeth. Oh, dear. I always wanted to have what you have, a, a toothy, smiley. They also like your dimples. Talking. <laughs> you're, you're a good-looking guy. Yeah, you're they love your, like, guy. dimples. So you guys, too, should check out johnbutcher.com because uh, he's got amazing, like, concert footage of himself playing the guitar. It's freaking, like, awesome, johnbutcher.com. So check it out. Um, yes, so, you so you have a new single, Special Day, and then there's an album that's going to come out sometime soon called Special Day. No, no uh, Jimmy, the album, the album is available right now this very minute. Oh, but only on, oh, the whole album is available. The whole album is available right now. Oh you shit! Can down, you can download oh, the new record. Tell us, tell us, morons you, that are not computer oh, so savvy. Wait the, a minute, how do we get it, John? Okay, tell here's how, how you do it. it. Uh, you go to iTunes. That's I T U N E S, right? <laughs> right. You go there and you and you put John Butcher in the search box. All of my music will come up, and you'll see my new album special day please download it and let me know what you think a butcher spelled b-u-t-c-h-e-r yes sir okay john butcher on itubes itunes download it so tell us now that. because you said it's like the best do you think it's your best album to date oh tell there's us. no question. there's no question about it so tell us a little bit about like what went into it and well, how you came said, up with he it he said it's got meaning it have it's talking about what the problems we have today I started this record during my enforced COVID vacation, right? Yes. Um, th there I was not working, not traveling, and not touring. And I needed to do something with that energy. So I, I have a studio. I own a studio. I went into the recording studio, not to make a new record, but just to have it as a release, you know, as a way of me feeling creative. And it turned into an album. I didn't, right before my eyes, I didn't know that was happening until I was halfway through it. Um, at, at the same time, my wife and I started a vegetable garden. And, and so though of all of that home stuff and sort of being around the house more and learning how to, to, to grow food and, and making music and writing turned into the album that is now Special Day. I like, love that. That's beautiful. When I was a kid, we moved from the, from the projects to a little house and my grandmother had two chickens and she planted all kinds of vegetables and tomatoes and figs. And mm. it was wonderful eating from the garden in the summer months. Of course, it was during the Second World War and right. food food was going out to the soldiers. Yeah. So we had to have what we call victory gardens. Ah, I, I, I know that term. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up eating from a victory garden and then my grandmother would preserve and can things, tomatoes and stuff. So we all worked together in the war effort. We weren't fighting each other. Well, see, Again. that's what I mean, though, uh, Ron. Uh, purpose. What's missing from humanity? Purpose, at least from American yeah. society. There's yeah. no common purpose. We don't feel like we're together. We feel no, we don't. We, we the, feel like isolated individuals. And, and the media and, uh, has separated us more than anything. The me And we're media. Jimmy and I are media. Oh. And I shouldn't really talk bad about the media, but I think they stink. I, I think the media should start to unite us, not divide us. Come on, all you guys out there. I know it makes good copy to write a nasty story, 
but don't do it. Write a hopeful story. Well, Write you're talking a- about the news media as opposed yes. to the entertainment media. Entertainment no, media not, is not, totally different. No, not entertainment yeah. media. News yeah. media, definitely. Yeah. So Sherry yeah. Nelson has joined us in the chat room. Say hi to Sherry hi, Nelson. Hi, beautiful. Hey. She says, John, what a man, what a mind, what an artist. And Meg, that you said hi to before, is actually from Philly originally. Excellent. Yep. Uh, hi, you guys. So, it's so you me, guys, John. That's right. It's you, John. So you guys, the new album is called Special Day. It's got 10 tracks on it. We have uh, Devil's Train, Special Day, Kiss the Sky, Senior Garcia, Col- Kalina. Is that how I pronounce it? Yep, yep. Kalina, still crazy after all these years. Little things, make a little room. How does it feel? An architect of peace. Now, is there a reason why they come in this order? Is there like a, a certain way to listen to this album? Yeah, I would like it if if people who who heard uh, my new album, Special Day, for the first time, listened to it from the top to the bottom. I I, I arranged the songs so they kind of told a, held a narrative. There's a narrative there. I don't know about a story, but there's definitely a narrative. And I, I would love it if people listen to them uh, in the order in the sequence that we we made into a record. Well, when you play an album, you start it at the beginning, and it automatically goes through it. Uh, that's changed, though. No so more, they don't do the that. way the way people consume music now by downloading it is they download you know the hit and maybe one other song, and it's, you're lucky if you can get people to listen to. A, a continuous record in the way that we used to, you what know, we, what we used to call the backside. Yeah. We consume uh, music differently than we have before. How sad because some of the backside songs were better than the hit. <laughs> One of the favorite things that I used to do when I had a new record is to look at the back and open it up and see what, what's written there and who did it. And it was an experience to, 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 for me as a kid, to listen to music and consume it that way. It was an event, not just a me song. Also, me also. Yeah. The backside of the of the 40, the 45 little, remember the little 45s? I do. With the, the little back, spindle. With the little yeah, spindle. with the little spindle in the middle. Yeah. The, the backside the back of, of those 45s was sometimes, Johnny Mantis, I remember. Uh, no, was it? It was the platters. The platters had my prayer was the original side, the good side, but the back side was better. And I forgot the name of the song. Remember the platters? I do. I love the platters. Do you have a favorite song then on the album, or do you just like the whole album, or do you have like a song that I, I'm means proud more? of everything, but I'm, I really I really like the way I covered a uh, Paul Simon song called Still Crazy, Crazy After, After All These Years, years. Yes, and it turned out so well. I'm so proud of it. I can't wait until you and Ron hear it. it it's, 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 I think it's Something that that has done justice to the to the song that that Paul Simon wrote. Well, we have sort of an Academy Award of our friends. If I like your music, it goes in our car because we go to L.A. two or three times a week. It's a hundred mile drive, so we are in the road almost three hours, and all we do is listen to music. So we will be listening to your music. Ron, you listen to Still Crazy after all these years, and if I, you don't add it to your to your car greatest hits, I'll be. No, I, th- I think it is. I think it's in there already. I would love that. Right, Jim? Is it in no, there? No, it's going to be it. That, I, I've is heard the in? album, actually. But I, I heard it, it before. Huh? It will be. I thought it was. It's not in there yet. No. no. Sounds Don't put it, well, you, so you'll put it in there. Yeah, yes, check we're going to definitely put it in there. So let me ask you a question. Is your wife yeah. also in entertainment? My wife is a, is a <laughs> wonderful graphic designer, and oh, she's cool. also a photographer. And so she has done the 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 package 
for my last four records. When you see the art design and the way it's laid out, that's Lorinda who's, who's, who's shooting me and doing all of the art design. She's a wonderful designer and she's also a wonderful photographer. So people who see my new record, you'll see my wife's work on it. I love it. That's awesome. And 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 her name is Lorinda, Lorinda butcher, Lorinda butcher. Butcher. And how did you guys meet? Uh, of course, at one of my gigs, you know, because how else do musicians meet anybody? Right. (laughs) Right. Um, I was playing this, listen to this. It was dead of winter and I was playing this event. Uh, I mean, I think there was like four feet of snow on the ground. And so I'm playing this event, but nobody can get to it because it's a snowstorm. Right. So there's almost nobody there and all the chairs are laid out and all the refreshments and the green room. And there's almost nobody there except for Lorinda. And so she and I were started talking and I started to complain a little bit. And she made me feel so good about coming to her town that, that it made the whole night worth it. Now, when I look back in that night, I I don't think of snowstorms. I think of her. That is so awesome. Such a nice story. Actually in the chat room, they're saying she fell for the dimples, right? Ladies, (laughs) everybody like loves the dimples. He's a very cute guy. So what about like, do you listen to other, like what kinds of, like you, if you're sitting around reading a book, what kind of music would you listen to? I almost always listen to classical music when I'm working, when I'm uh, reading. Uh, uh, I I have, I also produce a, I don't know if I mentioned this to you uh, before, but I also produce uh, videos. I do uh, short form videos for for artists. And so a lot of times when I'm pouring over a script or I'm doing other other busy work, I put on classical music. I almost never listen to, to, you know, to pop or rock or sometimes jazz, but almost always classical. That's like funny. Actually, I also wrote down because you uh, have a company uh, or you had a company that produced music for uh, a bunch of TV shows. Yeah, um, I I uh, got a uh, at the early days of, of my start. I had a break. I got a chance to uh, write something for what was then uh, Fox Television, which is not the Fox there is now. Right, right. It used to be like normal, and I wrote something for a show called The Simpsons, and 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 that ended up uh, as as a national TV spot, and so that led to me doing music for uh, Deadwood, uh, for The Sopranos. And for a couple of other uh, big time shows at the time, the Hulies, the Unit, Ugly Betty, yeah. Star yeah. Trek, My Star Name Trek. Is Girl. Yeah, I I love Deadwood. That's like used to be one of my favorite shows. I really like. Um, uh, of course, I love doing my own music, but I really like composing for film. It's something that I've become adept at, and I find that it's a way for me to express myself without having to tour. Um, I used to love traveling a lot. Now it's. It's it, it's less enjoyable. I still do it, and I'm going to do it behind this record. But it's not easy. You know, the older you get, the more you like sleeping in your own bed. Absolutely. No, not only that, but I, I traveling in the airports is so rude. Exactly. Too many people. They treat you like not even on a subway. Exactly. It's, I remember getting on an airplane dressed up, having steak and champagne. Now you go on an airplane, they throw a peanut and a bottle of water at you. If you're lucky. You get a <laughs> and the guy, the guy in front puts his seat back, and now his head's up your ass. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I, and if I, you're I, flying Spirit Halloween, you're—I mean, Spirit uh, Airlines, you're really Spirit Halloween. No, Spirit fl- Airlines, you're really screwed. I know. <laughs> I used to love uh, when I was when I was younger. I used to love flying. It was an adventure. Yes, um, I, I used to wonderful. really enjoy the whole uh, the whole uh, the yeah. act. 
of getting to the airport and it was exciting. And now it's it's drudgery, you know. Well, online, take off your shoes, take off your underwear, take off your bra. Yeah. You know, it's all that nonsense crap shit. Yeah, it got and to I, be less and less fun. Well, now at my age, because I'm 81, I walk right through. I don't have to do anything anymore. I oh, don't they don't make take, you take your shoes off, huh? No, I don't have to take my shoes off or anything. So Once you hit like 75. Right. So it's one thing that's good. But just the treat, but it doesn't the do treatment. us any good because he goes through and I'm still stuck back in the line, so we can't go right. anywhere. The, the rudeness of the uh, the the, the uh, what do they call them now? Not stewardesses, they're called uh, whatever they're called. Uh, the rude the rudeness of them is terrible at the gate. If you're getting a ticket problem, if you go up there with a problem and you've been aboard, they're just damn right rude. You know and, what I do, Ron? Whenever I go to the gate. I make friends with the gate staff immediately. I walk up, I introduce myself, and I say, and, and, and I tell them I'm happy to see you, and uh, I really appreciate all your help. And oh, by the way, I've got this guitar with me. Can you take care of it for me? I have. They, never, they don't think they don't think you're nuts. I I have never had a problem. Uh, He's famous uh, ever. though, so like you it's know. Different. Well, well if, if, if you were, I, I know, but if like a regular person went up with a the guitar, they probably wouldn't give a shit as much as yeah, John so Butcher. I'm going to say I'm Ron Russell and I star in horror movies. <laughs> yeah, there you have go. You see, have you seen any of my horror movies? I, I probably have, though I couldn't name them by name, but I heard you talking to, <laughs> I, I heard Eric. you talking before, yeah, to Eric, and uh, I heard you mention horror movies. Can you give me some titles? No. Clown Fear, <laughs> big, big to... freaking rat, Clown Fear, uh, uh, Clown Motel 2. <laughs> <laughs> They're all winning scripts. It's fun, though. It is fun. Winning, I, bet you've enjoy, I bet you enjoyed it, though, didn't you? No, I love the crew. We play with the same actors over and over again, and they're all in their 30s. I'm 81. They're like my grandchildren, which I don't have. And I love all these kids who are so inspired by wanting to be and become great actors, famous, that the energy is good. And I love that. They love me. They're very good to me. You know, Ron, sit down. Are you okay? Ron, you need help with your lines. I mean, they treat me like Grandpa Moses. But um, I love going to the set only because of the people. But when I deliver my lines, I say to myself, oh, Jesus, Ron, that was a real dog. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, what can you do to make this thing sound good? And I'm always work, and the directors fight with me because I change everything around. They don't like that, do they? Well, I'm a vintage actor. You know, I'm in films for for 46, 64 years. 64 years. 64 years. So I was around when film was professionally done beautifully. You know, of the film. Hang on, we got to go because we only have a minute. Okay, whatever. Anyway, it's changed. So I, I try to teach them, let's do a rehearsal, even though it's not ever done anymore you don't have a, a line read or a go through you do in a big movie just not in the little shitty yeah, ones that and we it's do. terrible because you know half of them don't know what they're doing so first of all i want to tell you b claudia from germany said she bought your album in germany and she thinks it is awesome and she listens Love to it. it all the time and Thank she you. said that the, the the song that you covered she said is absolutely amazing it's a slower version she said which i don't know oh, if it is or not but, i'm so uh, happy you liked it it really makes me day makes my day uh, so she loved it, you guys. So this is John Butcher. His website is johnbutcher.com, you guys, J-O-N-B-U-T-C-H-E-R.com. Follow him on Instagram, John Butcher Access, uh, and his Twitter is jbutcheraccess. We need to get his social media going, you guys. So let's uh, yes. uh, try to follow him. I'm going to like give him some pointers about that I'm later on. And, and if, John, if John were from Brooklyn, we would have changed his name to 
John the Butcher. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Oh, Jimmy, thank uh, you we had so a great time. John, thank you're terrific. So much. I love talking to you guys. Jimmy, I'm so happy we finally met each other. Absolutely. And I can't to talk to you off air sometime, and you can you can help me with my social media. I sent you an Instagram message about that. Did you respond? Yes, okay, I did. I'll, I'll go look at it, and we'll work it out. All right, great. Thanks, guys. All right, bye-bye. Hey, bye, chat bye. room, everybody. We hope you guys had a good time. Thanks so much for tuning in. We want to thank John Butcher and Eric Roberts for coming on the show. We had a great time. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. See you next week.